Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Unmute main. both of us. Uh, the main scene. I, I hit the. Oh. I hit the button that says main because that's our main scene oh. here. I thought we were just shouting uh, states of the United of the U.S. Connecticut, West Virginia, Ooh, Wyoming, um, um, Kentucky. Nice. That's the one. That's the little chicken leg on the chef's tray. <laughs> Uh, Oklahoma is the the butcher's knife on top of Texas. Huh. That's how I always see Oklahoma. <laughs> Louisiana is the little inbred foot next to Texas. <laughs> uh, New Mexico is... Oh, that's one of the several triangles. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the boring ones. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Slightly Something Else. We were just listing states of America because we're both very tired and bored. Mm. <laughs> it's but now we're going to be very exciting for the viewers. I think naming states is really exciting, and I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Newfoundland. Oh, wait. Mm. I, think, I think you mean uh, New Amsterdam, a.k.a. New York. Oh. Right. New York was once titled New Amsterdam. Uh, yes, well put, Tyrael007. We are currently stealthing around the subject of stealth games, which is what we're supposed Ooh. to be talking about. Theming. And I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you, chat and Jack. Mm-hmm. I really only brought this up because I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off because I was trying to play Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach the other day. Okay. And uh, if you're not familiar with Five Nights at Freddy's, then presumably you've been living in a cave on the moon for a few years or in new mexico we don't know or, or new mexico perhaps but uh, it's a uh, this entire video game franchise seems to have risen around the concept of evil uh showbiz pizza right showbiz Ooh, pizza well. or chuck e cheese you know like yeah both uh, both kind of have a intermingling you know the the big animatronic animals go evil and kill people you know, the yeah. first one was was a very small little novelty game, but people liked the visuals so much that, oh boy, yeah. it's a franchise now. A novelty game with no 3D. It was all like pre-rendered 2D art. Yeah. Don't see much of that these days. Mm, interesting. But now, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's is a big franchise, got money. Mm-hmm. They were talking about making a movie, but then they didn't. And then they made a couple of movies that were blatantly the Five Nights at Freddy's movies, but they didn't have the license. Yep. Yep. Nick Cage, he's he'll be in your movie. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I was just watching that Red Letter Media video the other day. <laughs> Wait, on uh, on uh, the what was the movie called? Now? On uh, Willy's Wonderland. Willy, thank you, Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess it's an, an evocative concept, but the dude who made Five Nights at Freddy's has like leveraged it into like it made like nineteen sequels to the original one, and there's a whole been a whole bunch of spin-off games. Absolutely. Some of them well received, some not so much. Mm. The latest one that I've been playing is called Security Breach. It's a full-on 3D first-person game in which oh. you are a small child lost in a vast uh, 
Freddy Fazbear style, uh, well, practically theme park, I suppose. Oh, okay. Not just a pizzeria anymore. This is a no, theme no. It's park. like a gigantic indoor theme park. And okay, shit. okay. And, and like, give us the basics of the game here. What's well, the... have you ever played Alien Isolation? I have played Alien Isolation. It's basically Alien Isolation. Oh, so a lot of opening but... doors. Gotcha. Oh yes. You're you're this kid, and you're in like the pl- you've been locked into this place overnight, and the animatronics are wandering the 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 corridors. Sure. And if they catch you, they will eat you or something, or they will jump scare you and you will die from it. I think they like, they like want to put you in a suit or something. Like, is the lore it's, behind it? It's, yeah, I don't know. It's something like that. <laughs> okay. So it's you, you hide from the thing that you can't attack in any meaningful way until you yeah. last the night. And it's only in isolation in that you're given an objective, but you have to sneak your way to the objective. Uh, uh, do whatever you needed to do, plug, plug a thing into a computer, sure. pull a switch, do whatever it was you needed to do, and uh, then go to the next one, all the while avoiding being killed by the wandering animatronics. Okay. And I played it for a couple of hours, and I hated it. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I hated yeah. it. I hated it so much, I didn't even want to play anymore, so I'm probably not going to ZP it, but I just wanted to vent. I- if only you had a platform to do so. Okay, what what is if I remember correctly, you uh you liked you enjoyed Alien Isolation. Yeah. Okay. I liked it. It was uh very atmospheric. Mm-hmm. And uh it was also somewhat fairer. Okay, okay. So yeah, start describing to me like kind of uh I think this is this will be a good uh, contrast where it's like, oh, they they're essentially similar games. What did hmm. Isolation do well that Fazbear's does bad? Well, I think the problem with a Security Breach, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach, is that it just isn't fair mechanically. First of all, you can't save at any time. You can only save at dedicated save points, which Alien Isolation did as well, okay. in fairness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it's not clear if you're visible by the robots. And okay. it's not clear what you're supposed to do when you're spotted by a robot. Because they can move faster than you. Oh, okay. And most of the games will take place in the really widespread environments. Some things you can hide in, but some things you can't. Oh, okay. And here's, here's a fun uh, bit of game design. The only way you can tell if you're visible or being hunted is by crouching. Because then a little icon appears. And depending on the color of the icon, that tells you if you're visible or if you're currently being hunted or currently being chased. Okay. But if you're, crou- but if you're crouching, you can't move very fast. Right. So basically, if you crouch and find that the color is red, you are already dead. You just haven't stopped moving yet. So basically, you can run, but then you have to quick crouch to get the user interface, and then you can run again and crouch to... <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can't run again if you run out of stamina, which oh. you probably have. Okay. As I said, the environments are very sort of uh, open, mm-hmm. widespread. Some things you can hide in, but it's really not sure what. Shadows are very deep, so it's hard to see things. Yeah. And uh, if you if you get spotted by an enemy, they'll basically grab, run over to you instantly and grab you. And uh, then you are kicked back to the last save. And at that point, it kind of stops being scary. Because... 
you you see it's not really a jump scare because you know it's happening they run up to you and then the camera zooms really in big on the uh, android's face while uh, they make a horrible screaming noise sure and then and then that and then it cuts to black and you're dead somehow <laughs> Though in this game they don't really establish why the uh, robots are trying to kill you they just always have throughout all the games and i guess they felt they didn't need to explain it in this one right right I, f- I feel like one of the reasons why Five Nights at Freddy's became as popular as it did is it was around in kind of the at that time in which live streaming really took off. Yeah, I noticed the chat's bringing that up. Yeah. Oh, it okay. was basically basically the original Scream streamer. Yes. It's a game primarily designed to be streamed so you can scream amusingly for your followers. Yes, so people can enjoy the reactions that the streamer is making. And so it's very possible that, yeah, game mechanics, I don't believe, have ever been at the forefront of these games. It's just how do we get how do we get the streamer to make a, a scary face for the amusement mm. of their audience, right? I wonder if they're also trying to stimulate amusing uh, stream reactions by making it really frustrating as well, <laughs> so that the streamer gets very angry. I don't think they think that far ahead, is basically. <laughs> so I'll tell you, I'll describe the full experience with the game mm. that I had. You start off with a sequence where you're inside one of the robots. Oh, Okay. Because one of the robots is friendly and trying to help you, and you're safe while you're inside the robot, but then the robot almost immediately runs out of power and you're on your and you're on your own. Okay. Then you're in a, like a huge lobby where one of the robots that that wants to kill you is roaming about. Uh-huh. You go to one place to pick up a thing. The game says, "Now go to this place to put the thing in the thing." Uh, this goes through the territory of the patrolling robot, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's other patrolling robots that have flashlights. It's really not clear when they can see you. Okay, okay. Because sometimes they'll just mind their own business, and sometimes they'll just grab you out of nowhere. Yeah. Maybe they've just got a very like wide grab range. So if you just if you just at any point anywhere near their patrol route, they'll grab you. Mm-hmm. If they grab you, the the robot that chases you and tries to kill you instantly knows where you are and basically materializes from the ether nearby. So what what you're asking for here is like clear information so that you can either make a devious plan or use your skills as a gamer in order to overcome the obstacle that they've put in front of you. Well, what you're supposed to do is use the security cameras because you've got access to the security cameras. Oh. You use them and you can see where uh, the uh, monster is before you before you venture through their territory. Okay. Trouble is, though, you know, every time you switch to a different camera, the angles all get turned around and the environments are very busy, so it's hard to get your finger on exactly where they are in relation to you. Yeah. Yeah. So so I was in this, like, lobby area going back and forth doing these uh, objectives, and uh, basically it was rolling the dice, which I moved through an area if uh, I was spotted by the monster droid that didn't seem to have any limit on how far away they could spot you from. Sure. But uh, by like running back to the save point between every single objective, I eventually got through that part. And to the... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And then I got to the next section of the game, which was a daycare, which was this large like kids' play centre. And mm-hmm. there was a sort of labyrinthine play area. 
with lots of like uh, tubes you could crawl through and that sort of thing, big climbing mm. frames. And um, there was this uh, there was this new monster there. Okay. Uh, that was uh, a happy sun. And once I achieved one objective, the lights went out and the happy sun turned into an angry moon. Perfect. And then the game said, right, now, in order to get the lights back on, you have to find five hidden generators uh-huh. that basically that are all hidden throughout the play place labyrinth. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically no further guidance than that. And uh, a torch with limited battery. <laughs> Go and find those five generators and turn, all, and turn them all on before without being grabbed by the dude with the moon face who you have no way of knowing where they are because the lights are out so even though you can use the security cameras you can't fucking see anything mm. yeah i think um the most i got was three generators and then i thought i don't need this i ain't playing this game anymore i can do that i'm an adult i've decided absolutely absolutely i think like i and we talked about this uh, during a slightly civil war where it's like if I, I even think that's enough for a full review of just saying, no, the game was so frustrating that I put it down. That's my review. <laughs> Is me, someone who's getting paid to play this game, refuses to play this game. <laughs> well, I guess it would have to be a half and half review with something else. Right. Um, but yes, yeah. it was very, very annoying. And I'd be, I'm keen to hear the chat's reaction if any of them have played this game, because I, I don't know if I'm missing something. This game's got like 20,000 reviews on Steam and it's like 83% positive. Really? I don't know if it's got a dedicated, a really dedicated fan base. I, I really think they're, I mean, obviously, like the the Five Nights at Freddy's is is more than a game now. It is a franchise. They have toys. Like they, they have gone beyond just just games at, the, at, at this moment, right? Yeah. The game feels really sort of overproduced as well. Like there's a lot of like really good art, lots of uh, assets mm-hmm. that are just sort of put in and then thrown away. Like you see the once, you see a really well done poster, yeah, high resolution with really like well drawn art, mm-hmm. and you see it once and then move on, and then the game is like creeping through murky corridors. Interesting. I wonder, this like, was a- like a game where they threw a lot of resources into uh, superficial elements kind of superficial elements in order to like cut together a good trailer <laughs> that sort Possibly. of thing good, i'm s- good voice acting as well oh that's nice i i'm seeing a lot of people in chat say that yeah that area in particular is notoriously like buggy and glitchy and a lot of players do kind of check out at that at that point in the game my question okay, to well, you is... Well, with the 83% positive rating then. How how early in the game is that? Like, how far along were you when you got to that section? This is, this is like the second set piece of the game. Oh, okay. So very, very... like yeah, so It's like an hour in. So that would be like if if the, the first boss after you got out of the Undead Asylum was the Bed of Chaos. Possibly. It's like several bed of chaos is strung together, if you ask me. Well, this is what I'm saying is like I could see like you know, as as those because of I you it's part of our contract to bring everything back to Dark Souls. Uh but I could see like, you know, we love Dark Souls, but we can all agree that the bed of chaos sucks as a boss. If that mm. was your first boss, like the game sucked, you wouldn't go any further. Well, yes. 
Yes. And, uh, and I didn't. So there you go. <laughs> but if they had that section later in the game and you had already found the flow and were enjoying everything else, I could see how you could, like, hand wave this section. I don't know. It feels like a huge like roadblock, this sure. section. Because there's really not much guidance on where to find these generators. And the labyrinth you're supposed to find them in is very, very labyrinthine and unintuitive. <laughs> Oh, you said unintuitive. I thought you said, I thought you said, and I'm intuitive. I thought you were saying, listen, I'm very good at video games, and I couldn't figure this out. <laughs> okay, I get no, it. No, now. No. I get it. I, now. I, like, uh, like I had no way of knowing like where I'd already been, mm-hmm. uh, where I hadn't like properly explored yet, because the environment sort of is repetitive. It's all these like brightly colored tubes and yeah. panels. Mm-hmm. And uh, things, so I could, and there's you know it's like multi-level, so I couldn't do the follow the right-hand wall trick. Sure, and it's got like <laughs> it's got like some slides that are like one-way gates. Mm. And and why five generators? I mean, three was enough of a pain in the ass. It should have stopped at three. Five, you know, do think of like Monty Python the Holy Grail. Five is way out. <laughs> three is the magic number. Three is always the magic number. This feels like you're patting shit out. Every every classic game, three is the magic number. How many and how I'm many t- times do you have to hit, uh, hit uh, Bowser on the head? Three. Three, exactly. Absolutely, all the time. And on top of that, the visibility is really poor, and you don't know where this fucking monster is. And and even if you could use the the security cameras to see, mm-hmm. even if the lights were on, uh, you, you couldn't see yourself because you're in the middle of a, of a maze. And... Uh, the security cameras are all outside the maze, pointing at the maze. So is, I guess, what I, here's where I'd like to take this, is like, one, what are your feelings on Five Nights at Freddy's, like the original game? How, how do you lo- I, I didn't like it, but I didn't like it because I was a huge pussy and it scared me too much. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I think that's probably because of my anxiety. Sure, sure, sure. I'm, I'm, I love horror games, you know that. Mm-hmm. But I can't stand anticipating a jump scare. If I know a jump scare is going to happen, I, that I just don't. I just hate that feeling. I'm too on edge. Right. Well, that's not that's not horror, right? Like a jump scare is is a, a visceral reaction. That's not like horror is atmosphere and general foreboding yeah. and dread. Yeah, you're just talking about someone jumping out and saying ah. Yeah, and if they do that, and I'm not expecting it, then you know I, I get over it. I'm yeah, like, who, who you got me? Fair enough. Good going game. Yeah, but having to, you know, like anticipating the jump scare, like you know it's going to happen, like everything is screaming at you. They're going to do it any second now because this is <laughs> it's obviously being telegraphed. I can't handle it. Okay, no, that's fair. That's fair. And so, I guess where I'm leading with this is. Were there changes that could be made to this game that would make it good, acceptable, passable, you know, like or or is it just like hmm. is it just like, you know, bad gameplay upon get bad gameplay upon an unpassable level? That sort of like is it that layered? I think it's uh layers of bad upon bad. Okay. I can I can think of some things I do to fix the the daycare section specifically mm-hmm. uh i would give you some capacity to uh, see the whole layout of the maze perhaps from looking at from using security cameras and viewing it from above 
So you can see where you are, and you can see where you need to get, and then you go, okay, once the, once I go off the security camera view, I, go, I need to go left, I need to go this way, I need yeah. to go there. Mm-hmm. I just memorize the route I need to take, and then I'm not just randomly, like, taking turns, trying to figure, trying to stumble upon five hidden generators while not being killed by, an, by a monster. Right, right, yeah, yeah. That's what I'd have done. Sure. And so, and so, like at the heart of it, it's just the lack of the lack of information. Yeah, give you more information of where the the baddies are. Mm. You ever you ever play um, Forbidden Siren? Forbidden Siren. Uh, ooh, that sounds familiar. It was a Japanese uh, survival horror game that had the a fairly unique mechanic where you had the ability to jack into the vision of the monsters that are hunting you. Ooh, I like that idea. So if you're in a hiding spot, you could jack into uh, the enemy the enemy vision, oh, okay. and you can see out of their eyes. So you can see what they're looking at. Yeah. So if you see the spot, and if you see the thing you're hiding in, you can go, "Oh shit! Better stay in the thing I'm hiding in." <laughs> okay, I like that idea. Oh, I'm seeing, this is a it's a PS2 game I'm seeing. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. It's a pretty old game. Yeah, yeah. So no, I don't um, believe I've ever played it, but I like that concept. That in itself is uh, pretty frustrating. Mm-hmm. Although uh, it does help that when you're in the enemy vision, there's like a little like icon indicating where you are. Okay, so even that you can see through walls. Even so, you know that helps you orient things. Yeah. In yeah, in security breach, I just needed more information on where I was relative to the baddie. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe like more of a chance to get away from the baddie. Oh, okay, sure. Because basically, whatever in the like initial section in the lobby, if they if they saw me once, I, that was basically it. They could, they chased me right down and grabbed me. Yeah, if I tried to hide in something. They were always like close enough behind. They saw me hiding it and could grab me. Mm-hmm. And so you didn't get any tools to like like distraction tools that sort of thing. Well, you couldn't. You at that time in the game, nothing that you had on you. You okay. could like go up straight up to they were like machines you could press that could distract the monsters. Mm. Problem with that is you're causing a distraction at the spot where you are. <laughs> yes, touche. Which uh, didn't feel like it would help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean, I mean, there are there are a lot of stealth games, and a lot of them have like the Far Cry Three system where you can just throw a rock. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Which is, you know, cliche to stealth games now, but, you know, it works. <laughs> it, it, who, it doesn't matter if it's cliche if it works, is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, as you say, information was the main problem. And uh, level design as well. Yeah. Make it more intuitive, not quite so dim, not quite so cluttered. They clearly wanted to clutter it with all these great art assets they'd made. <laughs> Uh, which apparently they only used once and then threw away. I don't know what the history is behind the game. I think it was um, um, crowdfunded. Oh no! You know, I assumed it was you know a game for the fans because apparently there are all these Five Nights at Freddy's friends somewhere. Gotcha. And so, like, it's a crowdfunded game. That people wanted to like it at the, at the get-go, they got it, gave it positive reviews, possibly before they even played it. Sure. Sure, yeah. sure. I mean, if you played like the first half hour of it or so, you could say to yourself, well, it, it's functional. I guess I can put my like on it now. 
Ooh, well, and and you know because it's crowdfunded and because it's crowdfunded by people who already like the franchise, like again the the terrible thing about crowdfunding is the developers have no reason to polish or make it like the best it can be. They already have your money. Mm. I'm, I'm just pulling that crowdfunding thing out of my ass. I just assumed it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> and and I don't know anything about it. Uh, actually, I'm going to Google it right now. I assumed it was crowdfunding because, you know, because those sort of uh, niche fan base things usually are. Let's see here. Uh, not seeing anything for crowdfunded. So, no, it, I, I don't oh. believe it is. Well, I guess the franchise has just made enough money. But don't. With all its many installments. Don't worry, Yachts. There's, uh, there's DLC coming. <laughs> there's DLC coming. Okay. <laughs> so, so don't well, worry. I'm sure- well, I'm sure that'll improve things. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I guess if we want to get to the broad topic of how not to do stealth. Well, I guess, like, to me, that's that's where, you know, because obviously, like, you had a very bad time with this. And mm. you, I know, as a person, really enjoy stealth games. I also enjoy stealth yeah. games. Yeah. I think the problem with stealth, stealth is usually bad if it feels like if you get spotted in spotted once then instantly you're fucked right because then um either you know it gets frustrating because it's just having to constantly restart from being spotted so easily or it's one of those stealth games where we have the cock-up cascade of course mm, of course where you make one mistake and that turns into more mistakes and more mistakes where yeah it's hard to find the balance in stealth games because on the one hand, if you don't want to have to have a whole combat system as well, you just do the thing where it's game over if you get spotted. Yeah. But um, if you want to give the player like options for how to like, you know, claw back the status of being hidden, then you need to then you just need to work in a combat element, which is a whole, you know, extra dimension that the game needs to have. In, instead of a combat element, I would love to see more of a more of a, a yellow zone. You know, like enemies alerted, enemies not alerted. That's red and green, right? I would yeah. I would love to see uh, mechanics in which you could, if you were caught and escaped, in which you could then like do things in the environment to convince the enemy that it was not you and something else. Like, like, oh, I'll knock over boxes and throw some cat fur down an enemy who is in the, <laughs> the obviously bad example. But, you know, what then what if, it was, if it was like postal and you were just carrying a bunch of cats with you? <laughs> like something knocks you over and you just, go, you just fling a cat and into so the room. Then the security guard who's in the yellow state goes, oh, that was just a cat and goes back to green. <laughs> I don't think I've seen a still game do anything like that. This is what I'm saying, where it's like. You know, lean into the whole into the deception element of stealth, right? Uh, Soul two one seven says Tenchu had one of the characters make animal noises if they're close to getting caught. <laughs> right, that's fun. That's a fun I thing. I haven't. I don't see many games where you could use that as a mechanic. I've seen. I think Zelda Wind Waker did that, where there's a stealth section, and if you get spotted, Link just makes an animal noise, and the guards <laughs> go, "Okay, okay, just an animal." Yeah. I, I think, like, basically the idea of if we can 
if we can keep going, if we like, like the, the ability to keep going, if you make a mistake, I think that's like a a difficult thing for me in stealth games. That's where I usually, if there is a combat element, if I fuck up stealth, ah, fine. Everyone's dead. No one can see me if they're dead. Uh, that's where I usually go. You know, I really hate to admit it, but, uh, I remember thinking last of us two, uh, was okay with the stealth elements because, um, it felt fairly easy to hide and get the enemy back down to a sort of cautious patrol stage rather sure. than active hunting stage. Mm-hmm. It felt fairly easy uh, to get them back down so you could go back to stealthing them. Sure. Well, and I guess that that makes sense within the world, obviously, because there are there's a yeah. another existing threat where it's not necessarily one person, right? Yeah. 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 But okay. yeah, as you say, it is a problem if if. It's hard to justify an area full of guards going back to not alert after they already know there is an insurgent in the building. Yes. I've seen games do that where they just go, oh, well, I guess they've left. Well, back to patrolling. <laughs> guess we don't have to follow up on that. I will never think about that again. <laughs> uh, I mentioned uh, this as a problem with uh, Ghost Train Ride-style games mm-hmm. where uh, because all the sections are modular and kept separate from each other, if you fuck up stealthing through one area, then nobody knows about it in the next area, mm. which is the opposite of what makes sense. Mm. Surely the whole place would be on alert. Oh. This is why the Hitman games are really good. Yes. And why the original Thief games are really good, because it never felt like you were like you were in one section and everything you did in one section only mattered in that section. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was the whole world was a whole thing. If you were in one section and you fucked up, guards could run in from another room. Yeah. Going, what the hell was what the hell what entire nation's going on in here? <laughs> that kind of that like active like oh the that's the thing I, I always uh, I, I respect incredibly about the Hitman games is like the world the the game moves where you're not like if you yeah. are in the kitchen yeah. the dining room stuff is happening whether you're doing stuff in there or not I I love that so much which is why there's so much cocoa cascade in Hitman because you can't really <laughs> be prepared yes. for absolutely anything that could happen. I mean, are you absolutely sure before you rip this unconscious dude's trousers off that there isn't a guard whose patrol route is about to take him right into this room that you didn't know about because they spent the last 20 minutes patrolling around the level? Right, right. Exactly. That's fine. But you know what? At the same time, that's fun because, you know, you learn. then you learn yeah. things. You get information. Yeah. <laughs> you learn to be very, very cautious. Mm-hmm. Then to be absolutely sure of your ground. Take over every shoulder, head on the head on the swivel. Yes, yes, and and from what it sounds like to me is just the this uh, I'm forgetting the name is the Five Nights at Freddy's Five uh, Nights at Freddy's security breach security breach. It just didn't have anything other than the most basic surface level ideas of stealth. Yeah, like it's had sort of rubber band guards. Yeah, where. Uh, or bungee cord guards, where you walk into the one specific area where the guard is, and they see you, and they go, "I get you, get you, get you, get you, get you," and then you run away, and when and then they get bungee corded back into their designated area, and they go, "Oh, I guess it was nothing." <laughs> <laughs> so it isn't very dynamic stealth, but at the same time, it's also very frustrating stealth uh, because of the lack of information. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think like that's y- you know. I, I'm not this is not me throwing shade on developers, but sometimes you can tell when developers are a fan of a, a genre or not. 
Yeah, because because mm. you know they'll have learned the lessons of the genre. Right, right. Maybe I mean, Hitman things from the, other has, games. There's been a million Hitman games, and Hitman no. in its current state is good because it is refined. Mm. It took a million games of refinement, but it's as good as it'll ever be at this point. Mm. That's why they're, all they're doing is just making new maps for that. Which is absolutely fine. That's really acceptable. Like, that's good. We have what we want. Yeah. Sure. It's like Columbo now. Ooh, we know the yeah. formula, and we just want it with, like, a new guest star every week. That's it. That's it. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. I, heck, I'd even take new Columbo with a new actor. I mean, Peter Falk was great. <laughs> You heretic. No, no, no. Get the exact same formula. New actor. Give me a... S- son of Columbo. Son of... Co- yes, son of Columbo with, uh, you know, I Bill Hader. I, With Bill Hader, I, it would be great. I don't know if I'd agree with that. It would be Peter great. Peter was Columbo for so many years, it just wouldn't... F- and he, like, he made that role his own. It was yeah. literally basically the only role in his entire acting career. Yeah. I don't think... I don't think you could recast Columbo without... Pissing on his grave. It's well, then you call you call you call it something else, but it's basically everyone knows it's Columbo, and we all would like it. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll call it Kabumbo. Ooh, Kabumbo. <laughs> yeah, it's Columbo, but he's a bum. Mm, oh, oh, I like it. That's basically like Columbo meets the Incredible Hulk. I was thinking Rorschach from Watchmen. You know, Batman, but he's a bum. <laughs> Classic. They should just do everything, take every character, but just as a bum. Just as a bum. We'll call it the Bummiverse. It'll be great. There you go. <laughs> the Hoboiverse. Might not it's, sell in the UK. They might assume the Bummiverse is something else. Oh, that's fair. That's why it's the Hoboiverse this summer on HBO Max. Hobo. I think you say Tramp. Ooh, tra- oh. I think in UK you call it the Trampiverse. But that means something different here. Oh, damn. <laughs> then we have our same in- problem. <laughs> international markets are so complicated. That's the problem. You know, we could call it the Bummiverse here and the Star Wars, but every Star Wars, but everyone's a bum. Ooh. And instead of the Death Star, it's like the world's greatest meth lab. <laughs> Basic Star Wars, but everyone's a bum is basically season one of The Mandalorian, which is why it was so great. <laughs> Like not even in the Star Wars sci-fi setting, yeah. Just in a city, like, <laughs> and bums. all the characters. It's just the, the plot of Star Wars, but, but all the characters bum. are bums. Love it! I love it so much. And they're fighting. They're fighting like the evil. You know, the good bums are fighting the evil bums. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and instead of having X-wings, they they just push each other in shopping carts. Yeah, it's so good. And there's a really boring prequel trilogy where half the plot is concerned with the taxation of dustbins. Right, and how the bums became bums in the first place. Oh, it's it's so boring. Yeah, yeah we don't care about that. Shall we go to Super Chats? We've got a lot to get through. Well, now that we've officially gone on to um, bum talk, I think that's exactly when we go to Super Chats. Absolutely. Not even, not even the fun kind of bum talk. <laughs> that's next week. Cha-ching! All right. Starting right. with SVS Guru 2000, who gave us five euros to say something no stealth game should have are sections with forced open combat. Stealth should always be an option. How do you feel about that? Well, then it's not a stealth game, is it? Right. It's an open combat game with some stealth elements. 
Right. Like that that gets us into the Ghost of Tsushima issue where yeah. they try to give you stealth options, but for someone like me who is a big fan of action, I'm just going to choose action when I can. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm suddenly thinking of um Deus Ex Human Revolution mm. where you could try to build a character as a stealthy dude who doesn't do fighting very well, mm-hmm. but then the first boss shows up and all you can do is fight them, so you're basically fucked at that point. Yep. I mean, that similarly with with like a Skyrim-y, like you can try to be as stealthy as you want, but eventually you gotta you gotta fight dragons, and doesn't matter how stealthy you are. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have put all those points into negotiation. <laughs> I would love it if you could talk the dragon down. Like just talk to the drag talk the dragon out of their evil plan. That'd be great. The Mortimer Raffles would ever win smile, Root. I love it. I love it. Not really not really feasible outside D D. This is the problem. There's there, mm. it's we're too narrow outside of outside of uh you talking directly to the game developer. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Hickerbottom gives five British pounds to say five quid towards the 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 escapist acquires Microsoft fundraiser. <laughs> we're gonna need a few more five dollars. Yeah, than that. yeah, we're gonna mm. we'll get right on that, Andrew Hickerbottom. Well, I don't know how much we're making on the Patreon each month. Who knows? Hope you know Microsoft will notice and we'll be we'll be folded in with the rest of them. Uh, well. Uh, we're saying, uh, Andrew Higginbottom saying that we would buy Microsoft because oh, we're making sure. so much money. That's, okay, that's different. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll buy them. It didn't, isn't it uh, Microsoft only bought Activision because Activision stock had dropped enough to be affordable after all the bullshit? Yes, yeah. I mean, it's... I don't think Microsoft would be interested in us unless we started making way, way, way more money and then started making considerably less money very fast. Yeah. So that they can buy us out all of, out of nowhere. We make a lot of money creating very recognizable intellectual properties. Then suddenly, possibly because of our bad management, we lose a lot of money. Then Microsoft buys us for our IP. Lucky that'll never happen with Nick. <laughs> with Nick as the boss. That, that's, uh, that sounds like a dig against Nick. No, no. <laughs> Nick's done a very good job. Oh, what you're saying is he won't he won't be a bad manager. Okay. Yeah, the escapist has uh, gone from strength to strength since Nick uh, took over. It's very true. And I, I'm not saying that just because he might die soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Nick is in chat saying that he is absolutely willing to sell out. <laughs> He's absolutely willing to sell out for a big payday. So, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> well, as long as we all get a, a slice of the pie. Basically, yeah. yeah. I think I, c- I could live with uh, selling out if I could go off and live in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone is. I never need to work again. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Ash Wyvern gives two British pounds to say, have two pounds on my birthday. Love your show as always. I think you got this whole birthday thing backwards, Ash Wyvern. But thanks anyway. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We appreciate your support. Mason Daniel gives four ninety nine US to say, congrats on the new baby, Yahtzee. Hope you're all having a good Tuesday. Sure, this will be answered before, but what's your favorite stealth game? Well, can't 
uh, can't beat Thief Two in my eyes. Probably nostalgia talking there. Probably nostalgia and, talking. And yes, we have a new baby. That's why. <laughs> that's why there's no zero punctuation this week. No, take your time. Take your time. Get get all the rest you possibly can. It's going to be like three years of restlessness. So you know. Yeah, we are. We're getting into a routine. <laughs> oh, good. Excuse me. You are excused. Excuse me again. You are excused again. Uh, did you have a favorite stealth game, by the way? Do I have a favorite stealth game? I, I mean, uh, uh, is oh, is it is Mark of the Ninja is up there. Mark of the Ninja is fantastic because it made mm-hmm. stealth actiony, and I yeah, like pretty good. I like that mix. I'm sure there are stealth games that uh, that I enjoy more than that that I'm just not thinking of right now, but that's that's up there. Well, let's not get into the whole can of worms that is what exactly defines a stealth game oh lordy you're right moving on sound chaser gives five euros to ask yards jack have you ever used a walkthrough for a game you had to review um yes i think so i struggle to remember specific occasions but i have done that in the past yes of course, that's troublesome if you're playing a review copy that no one else has played yet. <laughs> yes. I mean, I remember when I was playing Breath of the Wild, I went looking to see if anyone had given uh, hints on where all the photo locations were. Mm-hmm. But uh, nobody had because we had a review copy and nobody else had played it. Sure. So uh, I found them all. I may well have been the first person to find them all. You did. But that is not for me to say. You did it. Um, I've I've looked up guides before, like maybe not specific like walkthroughs, but like I've definitely looked up like, oh, here's a you know, I've I've looked up like explanations on mechanics, mm-hmm. uh, and I've probably mentioned them in my reviews that I had to look it up, and usually would mark that against the game. So yeah, sometimes I've like I've been playing something, and I guess my brain's just not in the right place. So I had a little brain fart. Yeah. And I just feel like I've missed something obvious, so I'll just go and look at a, a walkthrough on YouTube or something. Yeah. And go, oh, I see. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you need that because we're on a deadline. So it's like, I got yeah. to get through it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't got time to fuck around. Yeah. It's just one moment. Who cares? Yeah. Just one little thing I didn't figure out. Yeah. Uh, Martin's Showquist, I think. Okay. Gives 50 Swedish kroner, I think, to say Slipways is my game of 2021. Solo developed game, unique gameplay loop, three time, three X style. I'm not sure what that means. And Steam don't just stand out overwhelmingly positive review scores. Name rings a bell. Hang on. Let me, let me yeah, I'm looking up. it up right now, too. We've isolated planets into a vast trade empire. Hatch plans, research game-breaking technologies. Oh, it's management. Yeah, it's a it's a galaxy management simulator. Yeah, I'm turned off immediately. <laughs> but hey, if you like it, if that's your thing, yeah, that, that's you did your bag. It. You did it. Way Baby. to go! Well Turn-based strategy puzzle sandbox. <laughs> Congratulations on enjoying a thing. You did it. That's super important. That's like the most important thing is to find things that you like. <laughs> I don't know why management games don't grab me. I guess I've, uh, I prioritize the experience where you're like a lone hero sorting something out. You're also a big you're a big narrative person. 
Well, true. And and so management simulators generally don't have that strong narrative element. Yeah, I always feel very detached. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As we literally are floating high above <laughs> events, pulling the little strings. Yes, yes. You are very the ground, not attached. Yeah. See the ground level stories. Two mm-hmm. uh, C Phoenix gives four ninety nine US to say, "Hey Yards, if someone who'd never seen a ZP wanted to check it out, which specific one would you use to introduce them?" I always use Mercenaries Two. Oh bloody hell! I don't know. There's millions of them now. Uh, I'm a bad judge of my own humor. Sure. I, I'm not sure which. I'm not sure which. I would put my finger on as the best zero punctuation. My recommendation is to okay. find if if you're looking to hook a friend on ZP, find a game that they have strong feelings about. Ah, yes. And, and then that show helps. them Yahtzee, the ZP of that game and see if if they match up with the with the style. Yeah. I yeah. mean that's how ZP works best when it's uh uh speaking to a universal experience, I suppose. Exactly. So if they really like if they really liked the game, if they really hated a game, then show them the ZP to that and see if if they can find enjoyment out of it. So there's no, I don't think there's one specific episode because I'm going to say this. Uh, yes, you've been fairly consistent throughout your career. I like to think so. Even refusing to like update the resolution for many, many years. <laughs> you've but been I did that, stubbornly I did that consistent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I did recently finally concede that maybe this is a HD world we live in. Mm. So over Christmas, I like uh, spent some time redoing all zp's art assets in 1080p what but now it should look a bit crisper from now on oh it's gonna be it's gonna be a a, a red letter day it's, it's gonna be everyone's uh, bells will ring mm. flowers will be thrown in the street well the most recent one the roundup of 20 winter one games i didn't review that's the first hd review oh so. i was wondering why there were so many flowers in the street yeah, if you want to compare, check it out. Now, yeah. I ain't going to go back and remaster them, Nick. Fuck off. <laughs> Just mail you him can, a hard yes. drive with all the old ones and let him do it. <laughs> Use some of that Patreon money. Hire someone yeah. to just trace over everything. Sure. Ethan Cooper gives five US dollars to say, has anyone mentioned that Microsoft is buying Activision Blizzard yet? Yes, we did mention that, Ethan Cooper. Thanks for the money. Mac Attack Games gives 9.99 US to say, gonna sneak this question in. I would love to hear Yance's opinion on David Cage's new game being a comedy. Love your work. Can't wait for next save. Destroy the Galaxy book. Oh God, I hadn't heard. I hadn't heard he's actually trying to make a comedy. I think if any game might finally, you know, make me kill myself. It'll be a David Cage game that's trying to be funny. Yeah, I can't think of a bigger failure. Because I have high standards for comedy. As everybody should. Yeah. Like, I, I have very... Games, I play a lot of comedy games, and a lot of them just <laughs> made me, you know, yeah. it's just felt like rubbing a cheese grater on a tomato. I have very low standards of comedy. I laugh a lot. I enjoy laughing so much. I even laugh when other people don't laugh because I just enjoy the feeling of myself laughing and I can imagine that this will be the worst experience. David Cage yeah. is a bad yeah. writer, period. Put comedy in front of that. Oh, boy. Maybe he's trying to do the Tommy Wiseau thing of trying to lean into the general reception oh, to his that's works. The worst. I know, right? 
oh, that's just the worst. Yeah. We we prefer these people to be like Neil Breen and be completely fucking oblivious. Yes, you have to. You have to. Like, if 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 anyone is is curious, you know, you can watch uh, a movie called Samurai Cop, which is a movie that they tried to make a good action movie, and it's very bad, hilariously bad. Then the the they the owners of the rights to Samurai Cops and the actors got wind that there was money to be made within so bad it's good movies, and they made a movie called Samurai Cop Two. Uh, with Tommy Wiseau is actually in it, and as is the original actor, and it is embarrassing to watch. No, you can't do deliberate so bad it's good. That yeah. never works. You, it never, never, ever works. And oh, this, yeah. Oh, poor. I was talking about this in my last extra punctuation, actually. Yeah. The rest, the recipe for a truly interestingly bad game is. Uh, the resources to realize the creator's vision and the creator being deluded and nuts. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm with you. With a huge ego that is deaf to criticism. Yeah, yeah. The, they, moment, the moment that it tries to become self-aware, that that's the key ingredient lost. It's like mm-hmm. trying to build a house without the foundation. Absolutely, absolutely, uh, absolutely, absolutely. The the. The imagination has to exceed the skill, uh, but the passion needs to be there to still uh, finish the product. Uh, yeah, I'm with you 100%. Because yeah. most of the time, well, yeah, the fun that comes from these so bad it's good things is, is you know, uh, to think about the creator. Uh, usually they they become, you know, famous for making bad things. Yeah. The the Ed Woods of the world. Mm, so true. Because so their, their, their personalities are just car crash fascinating. <laughs> You know what is it that uh, the John Cleese has some some fascinating thoughts on this idea of like if you're so bad at something you don't have the ability to know to tell the difference between good and bad right hmm. and so for for some people they don't have the ability to tell the difference between good and bad so they don't know within themselves whether or not they are good or bad because they have zero awareness right. Hmm. And uh, and I feel like that's that's true of the best best of the worst creators. Absolutely. Well, moving on. Mm-hmm. Jonas Larsson gives fifty Swedish krona. We've got so many fans in Sweden. They love our shit. Thank you, Sweden. To ask who would win in a fight between Benny Hill, Mister Bean, and the second strongest Monty Python member. Well, what an interesting question, Jonas Larsson. Um, who even would be the second strongest Monty Python member? Who, who who do you think would be the tastiest in a fight? The tastiest in a fight would be um would probably be uh, oh no uh, who is the I'd, one that's... I'd I'd say Cleese because he's the tallest. He had the reach and the uh, judging by the Ministry of Silly Walk sketch, the flexibility as well. He'd probably he'd probably be uh, quite a aggressive street brawler. Yeah, I think Cleese would be number one. So who's the second strongest fighter? That's the question. Well, not right? Graham Chapman. He died of cancer, a weakling. Um, is it is it um, Michael Palin? He's 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 a cuddly teddy bear of a man. Yeah, but he's he's got that inner demon stuff. You think? I think that's. I'm, I'm thinking of him in A Fish Called Wanda. You know, like he's got he's got that like uh, sizzling underbelly. So I think he would be he'd be the second strongest. 
I think I would nominate Terry Gilliam. Ooh. He seems like he'd have a sort of ape-like brawling, like, uh, you know, scrappiness. Yeah. Okay, I could be that. Like he's got, he's got like tough skin. You know, for all the yeah. for all of his projects that have failed, I think he's got the toughest skin. So yeah, okay, I can there I can be go. with you there. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's that decided. All right. So then it's it's uh, Benny Hill, Mr. Bean, and Terry Gilliam. Who would win in a fight? I don't care. Okay, great. moving on. SBS Guru 2000 gives 10 euros to uh, say one of faves was Splinter Cell Conviction. It had a great combination of stealth and fast movement, prowling around with the swiftness of a cat at night. Fitting, as Sam's codename in it was Panther. Okay. Did okay. I play that one? <laughs> I don't know. I played, I've reviewed one Splinter Cell game, I'm pretty sure. I've played a few Splinter Cell games. They're They're generally fun. Very, like, on-rails stealth games. You know, okay. Yeah, I think this is the one I played. Okay. I never yeah. felt like I had any. Con- I never felt like I made any decisions in the stealth in the Splinter Cell games. It was always like, now is the point in which you do the splits. Do the splits for the stealth. Well, the uh, first few Splinter Cell games were very linear. Yeah. Yeah. Conviction was okay. It. Uh, first game I remember having the mechanic where it showed you where your last known position was. Which is handy in action stealth. Oh, okay, sure. So that was pretty good. Although, I guess it was kind of forgettable, because I struggled to remember much about it. <laughs> sure. All right. All right. Well, so, well that was SVS Guru 2000's favorite. Thanks for letting us know, SVS Guru 2000. Sheffy2112 gives five Canadian dollars and one cent. To say, Dang every Canadians. year I hear about this Shark Week thing, but I was under the impression that Shark's strong. Please clear this up for me. Love you guys. That Shark's strong. Oh, I get it. Shark Week? Shark's strong. I get it. That was a funny joke. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. What is Shark Week, by the way? Uh, it's a, it's a I, TV I get, thing. I also... I also have frequently heard it, but I don't understand the origin of it. It's it's a TV thing that originated on uh, the Discovery Channel, in which they would dedicate an entire week's worth of programming specifically to sharks. All of their programs would have shark-themed uh, episodes. Uh, they would do deep That's dives into shark anatomy. Weirdly random. Makes was- me think of that how that trend in the Silver Age of comics, where they kept putting apes on the cover. No. Because for some reason, one comic had an ape on it and did gangbusters, so everyone thought people really were in, wanted to see apes. <laughs> what I what I imagine is sometime a few years ago, uh, you know, head of a pro- programming over at Discovery Channel realized that a few of their episode had shark themes to them. So they said, wait a minute, what if we pushed all of those shark episodes together and we'll make a big thing of it? Shark Week. And then, but- you know, people liked that, so they kept doing it. Okay, fine. Yeah. Just wondering why sharks? Why not lions? Why not? Why isn't there a lion week? Uh, or <laughs> or a box jellyfish week? Oh, that would be nice. Uh, you know, sharks are sharks are uh, you know probably one of the most popular animals. That's what I'm going to say. Everybody knows about sharks. Everybody has strong feelings about sharks. Jaws. <sighs> sharks. <laughs> well it's not it's not like you know how kids latch on to dinosaurs 
Yeah, yeah. Kids, but I think kids also latch onto sharks. Sharks are a kid thing. Okay. I don't know. I don't know, man. Sharks. Well, let's move. Let's move on. That's what Shark Week is. All right. You're welcome. CK in Terabang gives two U.S. dollars to say just a meager tip. Thanks for all you guys do. You're welcome, CK in well, Terabang. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah. John Duncan Thomas gives five Australian dollars to say my Google survey balance ain't costing me a cent. Stealth is in places it doesn't make sense. MH rise, sure, but why Spider Man? And as MJ, no less. Probably didn't read that out in the optimal way. <laughs> I understand, though, what I you're saying. I wasn't quite sure where to put the inflections on it. I get what you're saying. Yes, the the stealth, the MJ stealth section in Spider-Man PS4 were terrible. Everyone yeah, agrees on that. Yeah, yeah. I've, I said as much yeah. in my review. Yes. When you can incorporate stealth seamlessly into the game like Metal Gear Solid 5 does, uh, then it's the more the merrier. I think Spider-Man understood that downtime is a good thing to have in a game like that. They Ooh. just didn't understand how downtime worked. Sure. Because downtime in a Spider-Man game is when you blow off the missions and just randomly fly around the city for a while, see how just, you know, yeah. get some swinging practice in. Just web swing. That's downtime. Or you or you um you know, you do some of the science puzzles. Yeah. You know, that's downtime, yeah. You you grind a bit, you go go hunting for some collectibles. Ooh, you yeah, yeah. just mess you just muck about mm-hmm. so you're not too you don't have to like mentally switch on too much. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, if anything, for the for stealth bits, you have to be extra mindful. Ooh, that's that's not downtime. That's uptime. Right, right. So and take that, Spider-Man PS4. There you go. Well, they sort of learned the lesson for Miles Morales, mm-hmm. but never mind. Uh, that guy, you know, gives five years dollars to say, having recently played Unmetal, it makes you wish there were more games mechanically like the original Metal Gear games. Okay. Okay. Oh, I see. Like the I NES played on Metal Met- Gear. I haven't played on Metal. I think I saw a review of it by Super Bunny Hob. Mm-hmm. I think seemed like fun. It yeah. Though it seemed like it was trying to be funny, and you know my attitude about that. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Uh, Dan gives five US dollars to say, Yahtzee, have you ever have you ever tried Wasteland Three? XCOM twenty twelve ish combat with clever satirical writing and morally grey conflicts like grown up Fallout. I think I started on that. I didn't play very far into it. What's it called? Wasteland 3. Never been much of a fan of that particular kind of RPG. I guess because of the whole feeling detached thing. Sort of uh, isometric Baldur's Gatey style. Ooh, sure, sure. I'm seeing a lot of a uh, lot of awards. I'm just looking at the Steam page. A lot of awards they're yeah. they're putting out there. Wasteland 3. Uh, yeah, a lot of people seem to like it. Mm-hmm. Tusi Phoenix gives four ninety nine US to say just finished Subnautica on Yahtzee's recommendation. The Leviathans scared me more than anything in Five Nights at Freddy's ever did, and I loved every second. I know, right? It's a good game. Glad we agree. Atmosphere, Yahtzee. Atmosphere. That's what we want. That's what we yeah. want. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of horror of the sublime too. Mm, yeah, yeah. Which is a topic I believe we've discussed before. It is. It is indeed. Ooh, I'm gassy today. Ooh. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. It's almost like I've been hooked up to a machine all night that forces air into my lungs. What? 
Jacob Kilborn gave us five US dollars to say, I hope this isn't too pesky. Have you read our friend Dostoyevsky? Oh, that was was a little rhyme. Ah. If it be so, I'm anxious to know your thoughts are awaited on bated breath skis. Oh. No, no, I haven't read read any Dostoyevsky, you weird, weird man. Yeah, neither have I. So there you go. Andrew Gill gives $9.99 to say, just wanted to show my support. Huge fan of the show. Appreciate Thank that. very much. Appreciate yeah. it. Unway Basico gives 10 MXN. Is that Mexican dollars? Or whatever they have in Mexico? Pesos? But where's the N come from? I have no... I just... MXN... Yeah, you look that up because we got another one now. Because the the first one, Unway Basico, Mexican peso, yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, Unway Basico gave ten Mexican pesos to say nothing, and then immediately showed up again to give us twenty Mexican pesos. What? And say, Jack, when are you returning to Red Letter Media? Question mark. Question mark. Well, whenever they ask me to show up again, (laughs) obviously, you know. coronavirus has been a little up and down we don't get together as often as we used to i've never been in charge of scheduling they Mm. call me and say hey show up for an episode so whenever they do that again i'll I'll show up for an episode again (laughs) you're the spackle you're the filler i'm just i'm just there when they ask me to be there uh, Soul217 gives five US dollars to say, I need a proper Tenchu sequel KR remake done with Ghost of Tsushima stealth gameplay. What do you think? Never really played much Tenchu. Mm. I know of them. That's the one where they said we could make animal noises, though, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah so that's fun. Yeah, I want, yeah, I want more animal you know, noises. Japanese PS2 stealth franchise, I think. Oh, okay. I don't know much about I've, it. I've heard people say it's all right. Voodoogs7 gives 100 Norwegian kroner, I think, to say, first time chat seeing the stream. I was wondering if you guys have a game or game genres that you are very passionate about, but no one seems to get the appeal. Well, I guess uh, I quite like uh, work sim style games. But, uh, you know, everyone likes Stardew Valley, so... Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm making Starstruck Vagabond, which is uh, a work sim with like a character narrative threaded through it. I think both both you and I have mentioned our love of Viscera cleanup projects. Oh yeah, cleaning games. That's that is a very very specific game that I genuinely love. Yeah, it's it's very satisfying. It really is. <laughs> I played other games that have cleaning in it. It's just not the same. Yeah. I think Visceral Clean of Detail just has a great combination of like sounds and uh, wet effects to really make it satisfying on a visceral level. Funnily enough, absolutely. Well, no, and you know, just the way you know the 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 meta narrative that you're cleaning up after you know a, a different video game, the the mini mechanics within everything, the clean water, dirty water, yeah. garbage. Oh, it's so great, so great. I liked it so much. I made a game called The Cleaner, which was partially inspired by it. That's right, that's right. Which was uh, one of my dev diary games. <laughs> yeah, I remember I played that. That was fun. Uh, it was designed for speedrunning, and some people actually took that seriously. And it's got a little page on speedruns.com now. 
Oh, that's exciting. Like, well, like four people have done speedruns of it. <laughs> Ooh, that's fun. I like that. Aga Wagga gives 50 British pounds. Check out money bags over here. What? To say, I don't know if they patched it, Yahtzee, but the AI in the game doesn't know how to get to you if you jump on an elevated table or something. And also, I think that guy prioritizes cleaning up knocked over things before chasing you. So he's talking about security breach there. Oh, okay. I think there were a couple of occasions when I tried to get away from an AI by jumping on something, but uh, I I couldn't jump high enough to get over it. Mm. The game was very unclear on how high something, how low something has to be for you to jump on it. Sure. There I was in front of an invisible wall, jumping madly in the last two seconds of my life. Yeah, and if it's the case that like the AI would prioritize cleaning up stuff, uh, they and Yahtzee didn't know that, then they should probably make that clearer in the game. Well, I guess it was sort of established, but you know, when the whole area is pitch black, yeah. running out to knock something over and then running somewhere else, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, sort of creates more problems than it solves. I think. Absolutely. Also, I see um, I see someone in chat reminding me of another game that I genuinely love that no, not many other people do, which is Duskers. Oh, yes. Duskers. You, you do go on about that a fair bit. I do. I Actually, I've just been replaying it recently <laughs> like, because I genuinely, genuinely enjoy that game. So, yeah. You certainly seem to. I, I, there's no other. There is no other game like Duskers. I guess not. And in the in the search for unique things, because you and I play so many games, uh, Duskers shines above the rest. I played it. Didn't really grab me. That's okay. It's not forever. I 100% understand that. <laughs> Scat 16. Well, speaking of things you recommended, actually, I finally got like dug into Gideon the Ninth the other day. The book. <gasps> oh, yes, yes. Yes, about halfway through. Because, you know, when, you know, around the time a child comes into the world, there's a lot of hurrying up and waiting. <laughs> yes. So I was able to, like, read my way quite a ways into it. And it's pretty fun. I'm sort of having trouble keeping track of all the characters, though. Yes. And if you're about halfway through, you're just about to hit to the point where it gets, you know, like, through the, sort of, the murky area. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of murky, weirdly sort of video gamey at the moment. Yes. Yeah, but uh, um, yeah, really love the world of that. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Check back in if stroke when I finish it. Oh, perfect. Gideon the Ninth, by the way, was the name of that book. Uh, there's also uh, the sequel, Harrow the Ninth. Oh, so I didn't know there was a sequel. There is a sequel. Yeah. It, it gets weirder. <laughs> it gets significantly weirder. But how much hot lesbian action does it indulge in? Uh, in the second one? <laughs> no spoilers. You know. <laughs> okay. Uh, how do you feel I'm about feel- psychic lesbian action? <laughs> well, going going through the first book, I'm feeling, I'm getting the sense that it's setting me up for some hot lesbian action at some point. So don't, no, spoilers, no spoilers, but uh, that's just my impression. <laughs> lesbian necromancers in the future of space that's my elevator pitch for gideon the the, ninth in the grim darkness of the far future there is only lesbian sex (laughs) delightful books anyway 
let's not get sidetracked. You're right. Because these chats have still been coming in all the time we've been doing this. Ooh, dang. Scat1620 gives five British pounds to say, what is the best stealth game and why is it the recent Hitman trilogy? Well, yeah, we mentioned that earlier. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's a good one because, as we are saying, it uh, creates a uh, full-on uh, living world mm-hmm. to stealth around in rather than just one stealth challenge isolated from the next after another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, you can you can fling coins to distract people. Funny, funny how that seems to be the ingredient in a lot of tolerable stealth. I, but that's okay. It's it's okay if it's cliche if it works. That's the yeah. thing that it, does it work. Doesn't matter, and nothing else matters if it works. Yeah. King Dead Forty Two gives five US dollars to say stealth mechanics are best when you have more info than the opponents and getting more info with map stroke cameras or limiting their info by killing lights. Quite. Mm-hmm. Yes, we, we were saying that it seems to all come down to information. Yeah, that's that's Mark so the Ninja's really good at that, isn't it? Mark oh, the Ninja's God, really, Mark good Ninja's really good at give at like conveying information on whether you're making noise and how far away people can hear the noise and if you're in light and all the uh, basics that you need to know. Yes, and like, I think someone who like is a fan of like traditional stealth games might might scoff at mark of the ninja because like oh yeah you can see exactly where the enemies will see you you just know things but all that information is what makes the stealth so fun i mean the thief games like the like the the games that basically invented stealth and knew this yeah invented the visibility gem that shows you at a glance exactly how visible you are and that's really all it comes down to you have to know if you can if an enemy can spot you or not right like even even like in the in the thief games, like knowing what kind of surface you're going to be walking on and whether or not you'll be making a noise on that surface, like that kind of information is incredibly important. I think these days it's just hiding a bush. <laughs> as long <laughs> as long as you're hiding in a bush, you know you can't be seen. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Like yeah, yeah. Figure out what game I'm talking about. There. There's a lot. Uh, 2C Phoenix gives 499 US to say personally my favourite handling of the insta-kill horror enemy was Metroid Dread the cloak and the strict QTE as a last resort struck a good balance mm. you say so I mean it might have been more effective if they didn't repeat it like 19 times over the course of the game but I know I'm in, I'm in a bit of a minority when we're complaining about Metroid Dread is concerned because everyone seems to like it so much like I loved Metroid Dread but those sections were a more pain in the ass than not yeah they definitely had to repeat them enough that it crossed over from scary to frustrating for me well and even within the section really the only thing that you were trying to do was figure out the path so that when you died because you would always die you could just run the path you know like like those run like you know so to me that was less stealth and more just oh here's the path if i run 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 i can get to the safe zone before the robot gets me so it was less stealth and more and more quick yeah. um so i yes more, i dislike more cross sections. more cross fingers and leg it <laughs> yes 100 percent. that's how i got through all of those sections was oh here's the path run 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 so yeah to me it was it was that, those were the low points of the game for me. The dread. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pseudonym, who's uh, spelt his own name wrong, but I hate to harp. Hmm. Although maybe it's a pun. Maybe their real name is Sue. 
And so they've just worked the word Sue into pseudonym oh. as a clever reference. Then, Anyway, pseudonym gives 20 US dollars to say, Yahtzee, I've been a longtime fan for years. Just wanted to give my thanks for all the laughs over the years. Jack, I enjoy your critiques. You're quickly becoming a favorite of mine. Hope you two have a nice day. Thank you very much, pseudonym. I I'm really glad appreciate I have, that. I'm glad I could, have, I could brighten your life in these dark times. That's all I want. That's all I want to do is is make people happy. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Oh God! I just refreshed the page, and there's like a trillion billion more. Okay, maybe we'll say we'll okay. say uh, uh, snap it up, snap it up on the super chat. So just to make sure that yeah. we can end at some point, Yahtzee is about to fall asleep again. So we some can... <laughs> of us got to eat lunch. <laughs> okay. Noble Eleven gives eleven dollars. Oh fuck off, scavenger! Noble Eleven gives eleven dollars <laughs> to say spy fiction on the PS2 had interesting mechanics that felt like a messy love child of MGS and Hitman with that weird sweary sixty-five aftertaste. Well, sweary has spent his whole whole career trying to be Hideo Kojima or trying to be Suda Five One, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Spy fiction, his uh, lesser-known game before he did Deadly Premonition. Oh, okay. There you go. Next yeah. next comment. The Spawn Camp gives $5 to say, in Lupin the Third, there was a one-time character who was the son of Columbo named Bolonco, and he rode on a skateboard solving mysteries. That sounds awful, the Spawn Camp. That sounds, that sounds like it would be pissing on the grave of Peter Falk. Yeah. Yes. I'm Not Greg Graffin gives 199 euros to say, yeah, it's watch Wings of Desire if you like Peter Falk. Probably won't do that, but thank you. <laughs> I'll probably just have... Uh, I've got this huge box set of Columbo and I'm only on mm. disc two. Oh yeah, it's great. And so little time to watch the things I want to watch with little kids in the house. Yeah, for some reason Columbo does not entertain toddlers. No. Seen like Homeward Bound like nine times. <laughs> <laughs> she loves the doggy movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's oh, fair. I picked up a bottle and now uh, fucking really long usernames. Oh, I picked up a bottle and dot dot dot. Gives five euros to say, sorry, but I had to do this lame question mark joke. Okay. Hang on. Okay, your full name is, oh, I picked up a bottle, another Molotov, is it? Yawn. Okay, that's a quote from one of my reviews. Oh, okay. Thanks for quoting me. (sighs) Shogun is dead, gives $10 to say, I'm just waiting patiently for the games industry to create a stealth game for VR. I think that could be incredible. Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. In that, pretty much any first-person game works in VR, and the original Thief games were first-person. So yeah, probably is a still game in VR. I just can't think of one off the top of my head. Yeah, like that. You could have a lot of fun there, but you know, like physically looking around corners, you you would get a ton of visual information. Yeah, I suppose um, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners was a bit stealthy at times. Okay. You were supposed to stealth around the human enemies in that, I think. Yeah. If you want stealth in VR, I'll give that one a go. Hmm. There you go. Lots of sneaking around houses, rummaging through all the drawers. Mm-hmm. Poisoned AI gives five British pounds to say the most interesting stealth I've played was Payday 2. Janky and unfair, but I like the stealth because you just have to stop the alarm going off. Okay. Okay. I haven't played that. Yeah. Probably because it's multiplayer focused, and I don't yeah. really like multiplayer focused games. There you go. Ab DJ gives five British pounds to say Skyrim lets you talk down dragons using shouts by buying the Dragonborn DLC. 
Okay. Talk, can talk you talk down? down can you talk down skeletons though? No. You can talk down dragons by shouting at them uh, and hurting them with your shouts. That's not talking. Get down, down here, you <laughs> bloody troublemaker! The question is. Can you use diplomacy on dragons in Skyrim? And you can't. Yeah. That's why. That's why. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've heard your perspective. Now I'm asking you to hear my perspective, Mr. Dragon. <laughs> right. Roll for charisma. <laughs> yep. Deception check. Exactly. Uh, 2C Phoenix gives 9.99 US to say, all right, one more because you made me curious. How would you explain to your kids what daddy does for a living? I'm imagining you just sitting them down and showing them your Ride to Hell video. That. <laughs> I don't know. I'll let you know when it comes up. I guess I'll just say, Daddy makes um, videos on the internet. Since, you're, since you grew up in the age of the internet and the mm-hmm. age of COVID, meaning you have to stay home all day, mm-hmm. you're probably more familiar with it than me at this point. Actually, uh, both of my children, as part of kind of an online awareness thing in their school, uh, just to help educate children that like things on the internet stay on the internet. All uh, all of the kids had to do stuff like Google their parents to <laughs> <laughs> yeah to to be you know the idea of the exercise was like oh let's Google your parents let's see how much information you can get on your parents this is how much information people can get on you and when my now teenager googled me it was <laughs> well you think you got problems i got a wikipedia page uh right and so uh the, the his entire 8th grade class uh gathered around his computer to see all the pictures of me on the internet and oh boy there's a lot of them <laughs> i had to print out a bunch of uh, pages from of referencing me on the internet for mm-hmm. like my visa application oh sure okay and there was like a fucking phone book of the things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, my kids understand what I do for work, uh, but, you know, of course, mine are older. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Bear Bomb gives $5 to say, if you could remove one common annoying mechanic in modern stealth games, what would it be? Also, anything mechanic you'd like to see more of? Well, we ta- the, the mechanic that I talked about that I want to see is more... Uh, more cover-up mechanics. I want to. I want a way to cover up my my cock-ups in stealth games. Yes. And uh, the common annoying mechanic, uh, you know, hiding these days. Yeah. Well, you got to hide. It's a stealth game. I I mean I mean like like hide in a locker and wait for them to pass hiding. I fucking oh, hate I, that. Like press the contextual button to hide in a specific thing rather than organically hide around a corner and Thank put you. objects within line of sight. 100%. Yeah, I agree with that. Let's have less of that. Especially annoying in something like Security Breach because mm-hmm. you're trying to hide with something chasing you, but you can only hide in specific contextual button prompt right. hide, hiding places rather mm-hmm. than just say hide behind a wall. Right, and that feels cheap to me. That feels like that feels like a, you know, like oh this is goal, this is goal, you can't touch me when I'm on goal. Like I don't I don't want that. I yeah. want I want a a real a real hide. You want, or, you want organic hiding mechanics. This, this is you're you you're significantly more eloquent than me and I appreciate that about you. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that you appreciate there we go. <laughs> there you go. Mutual compliments. Mm. <laughs> the, 
ZB the man Z gives five US dollars to say, how is Star Duck Valley Gong going? Starstruck Vagabond. Mm. I've just about finished the last uh, uh, intro story for the last uh, NPC crew member. Ooh. Once that's done, I'm going to do like the full on critical path big story. Because mm-hmm. the the reason why I couldn't do that before was because at multiple points in the story you'll have like crew members around you, but I, I wouldn't know which specific ones would be there. Sure. So I need to have them all established before I can write dialogue for, you know, whichever crew member happens to be there. Right, right. I'd basically just have to write a line for all of the possibilities. <laughs> so now that I've established all the possibilities, we can get moving a bit faster. Yeah, yeah. BS Marsh gives $2. To say, I always recommend Ride to Hell as intro to ZP. Mm. Well, that's a pretty good one. The games I actually genuinely loathe rather than just need to like emphasize my lukewarm opinions about. Mm. Okay. But loathe in a happy way. <laughs> where you can just have a lot of fun kicking the shit out of it. Well, there you go. Uh, uh, Editor-in-chief Nick Calandra has just sent me a message uh, with some member super chats because Yahtzee can't see... The member super chats. Oh, God, it never ends. So it never ends, but uh, we have a couple right here. Um, Gel Don Yelch, been a member for two months, thank you, uh, says, uh, In Sid Meier's covert action, it's interesting how 90s micro-pose was able to capture a lot of that stealth tension in a simple top-down viewpoint. Hmm. Sid Meier's covert action. Well, there you go. Never heard of it. Actually, I'm looking it up right now. Google page open. Thank you, Geldon Yelch. Pacific Blue, who's been a member for two months, uh, says, Hey, Jack, did you say hi to Mike and Jay for me like you said you would forget to do? I didn't, and I won't. (laughs) I never will. If you say say hi to someone for me, I just won't. That's a heads up to everyone. Because it's weird. It's weird. They won't care. They don't know who the right. fuck you are. You know why? Because I don't know who you are. Yeah. That's the weird thing. Hey, Mike, a random person on the internet says hi. Right. I mean, how would you respond? How would you think about that? Think about that for a second. Will Cooling, you've been a member for 21 months. Thank you. Can Jack name five English counties? Oh, God. Yahtzee, gonna, can I'm, you I'm, name five English counties? <laughs> yeah. But he's asking if you can. Essex? That's one. London? No, that's a city. That's, that's not a county? There's not a London county? I don't think so. Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> Cambridge? Okay. Is Cambridge one? No, that's a city as well. Fuck. Uh, Yorkshire, Warwickshire, uh, Devon and Cornwall, Sussex. Wait, wait, I said no. I said that one. You said Essex. Actually, Essex might be a city as well. Sussex and Essex are different. Yeah. Worcestershire. If you take a city name and then put sh on the end, there's a good chance that might be a, a county. Norfolk, Cambridgeshire, Lancashire. All right. Good enough. Uh, let's see here. And uh, Van, thank you for being a member for two months. Discovered ZP two months ago. Love the content. And since he discovered, since Van. Um, since they discovered ZP two months ago, have been a member. We appreciate your support. Thank you very much. The you got in late. Yeah, well. Fif- 15 years in the punctuation and you finally get into it. 
Think yeah, like think about the wonderful glut of content that Van can enjoy now. Hmm. Yeah, they'll be uh, stuck on those four-hour compilation videos for the next couple of weeks. I'm sure. Exactly. Beautiful. Love it. Okay, let's let's try to rattle these out quick. All right, <clears throat> let's do it. E- Ethan Cooper gives five dollars to say, "I'd love to see a Wraith the Oblivion style stealth game from the perspective of the ghost. I want to do the haunting. Damn it! You'll be lucky." Mason Daniel gives one ninety nine US dollars to say, "Shark Week started as a conservation attempt." Ooh, interesting fact. Thank you. Mike P gives five dollars to say, "I would be interesting to hear your thoughts on Metal Gear Solid 3. I'm sure you would. A Dad's Life gives five dollars to say, "What's your favorite dinosaur?" Uh, uh, Mastodon. Flying ones. Go. Daniel Johansson gives 50 uh, Swedish kroner to say, I started listening to Existentially Challenged yesterday. It's really fun. It had me smiling and chuckling within minutes. Good job. Thank you very very much, Daniel Johansson. Buy all of my books. (laughs) Captain Carmine gives $5 to say, is it possible to put in a fun stealth mechanic into a car racing stroke car combat game? Probably not, Captain Carmine. At least not a believable one. Right. It's a car game. It's okay to have different genres. Brum, brum. What was that? Oh, guess it was a rat. (laughs) SVS Gero 2000. Wait, 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 stop. Unless it's a remote-controlled car game. Okay, well, that's just Watch Dogs, isn't it? If you're a tiny, if you have a tiny car, then maybe you could do stealth. Sorry, yeah, go that's on. Just, that's just what. That's just Watch Dogs too. That's Watch Dogs too. Go. Okay, Mister Black Darkness six 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 gives two euros to say, Jack. Does this mean you will never be on Breath of the not Breath of the Wild, Best of the Worst? No, that's not saying that at all. <laughs> Okay. Great. You, you must be very relieved. SBS <laughs> Guru 2000 gives five euros to say, will Darren ever be on a live stream? Yeah, uh, uh, maybe. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's never come up. <laughs> we just go back and forth between Jack and Marty at the moment. Pretty much, yeah. But never say never because Darren is a gen- genuinely, genuinely enjoyable person. Mick Spad gives two US dollars to say thoughts on the Sly series in terms of stealth. I've never played them. Neither have I. Woohoo! Jacob Kilborn gives two dollars to say what is your favorite Bloodborne weapon and why? Uh, the one that looks like a big straight razor. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, I like the Hunter Spear, which is the big straight razor, except for with the with like that's a point that's a, you can flick open like a knife. Scavenger gives $20 to say, Hey guys, sorry I missed the last few. Have you heard of Panoptic in VR? One player is a giant with laser eyes looking down at the masses. The other is a minion trying to get to the exit, peeking out and hiding in cover. That sounds interesting. I have not played it. Hey, for that person who is looking for stealth VR games, boom, it's called Pinocchio. It's it's called called what? Panoptic. Panoptic. There you go. That's what it's called. Emmanuel Taribio gives 250 D-O-P-R-D. Yeah, you know me. Say, hey, Yahtzee, are you going to participate on the Global Game Jam thingy? Probably not, Emmanuel Trubio. Mm-hmm. I got enough shit to do. It's true. Angie's biggest fans gives four ninety nine to say, have you ever considered learning a fighting game or a specific fighting game character? I would love a stream of you two learning a fighter together. No. Not really. No. <laughs> the max atz gives five euros to say just wanted to give a shout out to mark of the ninja one of my favorite stealth games we already mentioned that you dozy git the spawn camp gives five euros dollar to say oh no yahtzee if your kid looks you up in the future there is a chance of them hearing you yell the n-word in your mafia 3 review well i guess we'll cross that bridge when we come to it context is important yes yes and uh, I, I was saying the N-word in a very acceptable context in that video. Damn. I'll have you know. <laughs> I was just, I was quoting the game. Because mm. the game throws it out like fucking confetti. Mm-hmm. 
in the name of you know authentic period feel because mm-hmm. it's about a black dude and it's set in the 60s america so it's fucking ceaseless yeah over there and back then we were super racist i mean we're yeah. pretty racist right now but back then too although i do feel like the game having established that almost seems to be slightly getting off on using that word so much yeah that's a that's a tricky balance yeah Oh, that was the last one. We're done. By the way, what a last one to end on. <laughs> N-words. Of fun. <laughs> yeah. let's, Just, let's leave on the topic of N-words. Right. So, what's your favorite Quentin Tarantino movie? Uh, <laughs> that's what we'll end on. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Stealth Games, the new Five Nights at Freddy's, Yahtzee didn't like very much uh, because they yeah. cocked up Stealth. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, boom. That's what well, we- I would, wouldn't buy it myself. There you go. There you go. And it was not crowdfunded. We learned that as well. <laughs> yes. Seems like everything is these days. Mm, yeah, that's true. So uh, we appreciate you coming by. We uh, really appreciate all the super chats. Sorry we had to barrel through the last of them, but uh, you know we also like we're we're over time. Uh, yeah. We'll be back later. Uh, no new ZP this week. No, because I took last week off because of babies. B- babies, right? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, so we'll be back. Uh, you know Thursday with some streams. Uh, when's Nick? When's the next stream? Uh, it's post ZP stream tomorrow, isn't it? Oh, okay. I mean, there's no ZP, but uh, I didn't do a stream last week, so I thought I'd I'd do it tomorrow. There you go. I re- I just want to like stream uh, XO One actually. Oh, okay. Boom. I feel like that would be a fun game to stream. Oh, okay. Oh, and Hidden Gems is uh, is later today. is is in one hour. You can watch a Hidden Gem stream tomorrow. There's the post ZP stream. The the or the you know post nothing in particular stream uh and then thursday will stream it'll be great uh yes there will be a new extra punctuation this week scavenger so look out for that there you go Uh, nick nick had me hash out an extra one to uh make to as a sort of consolation prize for not having zp this week that's great and hidden gems in one hour will be covering lone survivor which is a game i have played it's a sort of indie survival horror Mm. 2d pixel art thing It's interesting. Worth checking out. Well, there you go. In an hour. Come on back in an hour. Grab some lunch. Come on back. Thanks for joining us, everybody. I'm going to grab some lunch, too. Lunch! Uh, credits! Come on. Come on, Toffee. Let's get lunch. <laughs> <laughs>